0: Welcome to the God is Able radio broadcast, the ministry of Old Savannah Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Austin Frady. Now join us as we open in prayer and in God's Word with a message entitled, Back to Bethel. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you by way this morning of the radio, thankful for the opportunity that you give us. Lord, we pray, God, that you would touch the message today. God, may it be instilled in the heart of the hearer that's listening on the radio. God, I ask you to touch, Father, every word that is spoken from the Word of God. May it make an impact, God, that will be of eternal value in the lives of the hearers. And God, we pray there's no doubt many needs, God, that are listening today. God, folks driving up the road, folks, God, our Lord, in many different areas. And Lord, we know that you're able, God, to meet their needs. God, I pray. Father, for each person that is grieved and burdened, God, each person, Father, that is far from the Lord, that used to be close to you, God, I pray, and draw them back to where they need to be. I pray for those, God, that may be listening that's never been saved by your marvelous, amazing grace. God, I pray that you would reveal yourself unto them as you have to us. And God, make yourself plain to them. God, may they have faith. God, call upon you in this hour, we pray.
1: Faithful day, he said, child. Says, child, don't be discouraged and don't be afraid. For lo, I am with you now and always.
0: This morning in Genesis chapter number thirty-five, I'm going to read this couple verses down through here. We'll try to preach to you. I thought that the Lord has given us. A, I want to preach off of a title that will be very. It's a very, very common title. Amen. We just want to preach what God God put this on our heart last night as we were studying. I had about two more messages. I thought that we might preach. Amen. I may preach them all three this morning if that'd be all right. Amen. But I, the Lord directed my heart a little different direction than what I thought we was going to go. And I want to just preach to you on the subject going back to Bethel. Uh, subject: The Word of God that I thought about we stayed on and never preached on it before and, and but God began to give us some great truths out of, out of this scripture the Bible says and God said unto Jacob arise and go up to Bethel and dwell there notice that and dwell there and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fledst from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments, and let us arise and go up to Bethel. And I will make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem, and they journeyed. And the terror of the Lord, terror of God, was upon the cities that were round about them. And they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, that is Bethel. He and all the people that were with him, and he built there an altar and the pluck and called the place El Bethel, because God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. We find here in Genesis chapter number 35 this uh, passage in the Word of God. Uh, The Bible says that God said unto Jacob, Arise and go up to Bethel. Uh, Now we won't look at this subject of going back to Bethel. As we look at this this morning, uh, we find, amen, that Jacob lived a rather unusual life in the Word of God. He lived a life in the Bible, uh, my friend, that is a life of, it was a life that was filled with many ups and many downs, just like many of ours are, amen. He lived a life, amen, that was uh, rather peculiar in the Word of God. He had a He had many troubles. He had many heartaches. He had some mountaintop experiences, but he had some valleys also. Uh, We find that when we look at the life of Jacob, I find that his life relates uh, very closely to the life of most modern day Christians. Amen. Uh, We find, amen, that Jacob, he started out over here in Genesis chapter number 28. He started out, amen, you know that Jacob was the one, his brother was Esau, and Esau was the one that had the birthright of his father, Uh, but Jacob undermined his brother, amen, and received that birthright that belonged to his brother. Uh, The name Jacob literally means a surplanter and that name means an underminer. He was one who undermined. But we find in Genesis chapter number 28, even though uh, the deceitfulness of who Jacob was, the Lord still looked upon him. I say I'm thankful this morning that Jesus died for whosoever will. I'm glad that he came not to seek and to save the righteous, but to seek and to save that which is lost. I'm glad that Jesus came for you and I who are sinners this morning. I'm thankful that no matter what you've done, where you've been, or how long you've been doing it amen I'm glad that Jesus will forgive you and the blood of Jesus is sufficient uh, this morning to cleanse you amen from all unrighteous and all iniquity and all sin in Genesis chapter number 28 uh, the Bible tells us amen that Jacob uh, uh, my friend he left his father's house he left his father's country and the Bible says he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angel of God ascending and descending on it and behold the Lord stood above and said I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac the land wherein thou lies to thee I will give it into thy seed and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and in thee thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed and behold I am with thee and will keep thee in all the places whither thou goest and will bring thee again unto this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee. We find that Jacob met the Lord here in this passage of scripture in Genesis chapter number 28 we find that Bethel the place in Genesis chapter number 35 uh, there's several things that happen in between Genesis 28 and Genesis 35 we find there's several things in the life of Jacob he went through a lot of different things in his life but we find that as Jacob met the Lord in Genesis 28 uh, at this place called Bethel and we find that this place in Genesis 35 that the Lord is telling Jacob to go back to this is a familiar place in Jacob's life Uh, this was a place that he first met the Lord This was a place that he got direction for his life. This was a place that there was a foundation laid, my friend, that he could always go back to. This was a place, my friend, in Genesis 28 that Jacob would never forget. It was burnt into his memory. It was burnt into the being of his very soul that the Lord had spoken to him as he laid down that night to sleep, no doubt, wondering what he would do the next day, wondering which way he would go. And all of a sudden, the God of heaven, the God of Abraham and of Isaac. He acknowledged who he was. He told Jacob who he was. My friend and that God, the one God, the true God, he spoke to Jacob my friend and gave him my friend great encouragement and promises. And Jacob made a vow in Genesis 28 verse number 20. The Bible says Jacob vowed a vow saying if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come to my father's house in peace then shall the Lord be my God and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house and all that thou shalt give me I will surely give the tenth unto thee we find that Jacob made a vow unto the Lord and Jacob made a promise to God and we find that from that moment it was a foundation a familiar place in the life of Jacob can I say this morning there ought to be a familiar foundation that you as an individual can go back to in your life where you met the Lord where the Lord came to you in a time that you was seeking him. I don't see any inclination in Genesis 28 that at that point in time that Jacob was seeking the Lord. But the Lord sought Jacob out. I'm thankful that when I was lost in my sin I'm glad the Lord sought me out. My friend, I wouldn't have wanted to go under the conviction that I was under by choice. But I'm thankful this morning that the God of heaven arrested my soul. I put deep-seated conviction in my life. I'm glad that he showed me I was a sinner. That I was lost and depraved and ungodly. I'm glad he showed me that I was on my way to the depths of a devil's hell. There's not a man, woman, boy or girl in this building that would choose conviction to come upon your life. Amen. If you've ever truly been under conviction, you know what I'm talking about. It's the most miserable thing, my friend, to realize for reality to set in. For the Lord to show you just exactly where you're at and where you're living. My friend, but I'm thankful this morning as I stand before you say I'm glad for the conviction of a holy God I'm glad that he didn't just leave me to continue in my sin and make my life a better life just so that I might go to hell but I'm glad that the Lord came to where I was I'm glad that he saw fit to convict my soul I'm glad for the foundation of my life I'm glad for the day for the hour that I was saved by the amazing marvelous grace of God when the Lord came to me showed me I was lost and by faith I received the Lord Jesus Christ as soul. Savior. I'm thankful for the foundation. A place that we can go back to. I'm glad no matter where life takes us that I can go back to that little spot. Though everything in this world may be uncertain. I'm glad I can go back to a little mercy seat at Wilmot Baptist Church in the theater of my mind. I can go back to the place where I cried out unto the Lord to save my soul. I'm glad that that is a certainty. I'm glad that's something that the devil can't rob me of. I'm glad it's something the world of the flesh Cannot rob me up. I'm glad this morning that I have a familiar place, a foundation that we can go back to. Yes, there's been ups and downs through our lives. Oh, but there is a foundation. Oh, there's a familiar place. Oh, there's a place at an altar where I got, where I met the Lord, was birthed into the kingdom of God, where I gained the righteousness of Christ just simply by faith. Oh, my soul, when I became lost, but in the moment I believed, was found, was saved sanctified sat on my way to heaven glory bound with a hammer nail. I'm glad this morning for that familiar place you see in Genesis 35 Jacob how he had left out in Genesis 28 he went out amen into Canaan's land and he went out into the land my friend and you know the story probably this morning about how he came for a wife and he seen Rachel and he wanted that dearly beloved girl she was beautiful and he made a deal with Rachel's father. That he would work seven years for her, my friend. When the seven years was up, the father he gave Leah instead, and then Jacob he worked seven more years that he might gain Rachel. My friend, he went out from that familiar place at Bethel. My friend, he went out on the course of his life. He got, this, he got, my friend, distracted by the things of this world. He got distracted just simply by the cares of life. He began working for these ladies. He began working fourteen years my friend for Rachel and we find that Jacob it seems that he lost some direction from the Lord it seems as though he lost who he was he lost what he was supposed to be doing he lost the purpose of his life and we find in Genesis chapter number 31 we find that after Jacob has been working my friend for his father-in-law and God has begun to make him prosperous in Genesis 28 we find a man that had absolutely nothing but then God begins to prosper him and God begins to give him things. And we find in Genesis chapter number 31 that the Lord speaks to Jacob once again. And he says unto, the, unto him in verse number 3, And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. We find the first time that God speaks to Jacob and reminds Jacob that he is strayed from where he needs to be, that he's strayed from the area that he needs to be. He's strayed from this place called Bethel. My friend, and God begins against to remind him uh, that he needs to return back to that place. Uh, My friend, and we find that Jacob, he's obedient to the Lord. Uh, God reminds him in verse number 13 again, I am the God of Bethel. Uh, Can I say this morning that he is the God of Bethel. Uh, That word Bethel, amen, we're going to get into it in a minute, Uh, but that word Bethel means house of God. Uh, My friend, when you break it down, uh, it means the house of God. Uh, And the Lord told him in verse number 13 of chapter number 31, uh, he said, I am the God of Bethel Uh, In other words what God was saying Jacob if you want my presence in your life you've got to get back to Bethel Jacob if you want my blessings to be real if you want my presence manifested you've got to get back to this place you've got to get back to the house of God my friend and we find that as God reminds him he said where thou anointest the pillar and thou vowest a vow unto me he reminded him of that place that God had came to where he was where Jacob had made a vow to God and God had given promises to Jacob Jacob, can I ask you this morning would you go back to the place where you started out, that familiar place where you were saved by the grace of God can I ask you this morning how far are you away from that place how far are you concerning your spirituality, my friend concerning where you started out how far are you from Bethel from the house of God and we find that Jacob, he begins to leave, he just walks off and leaves his father-in-law, he makes a 10 day journey, my friend they Try to catch up to him. But we find, amen, something unusual. I want you to look at in verse number 19. How this is going to play great significance here in a little bit. How the Bible says that Rachel stole images that were her father's. They were paganistic Canaanites. Amen. They weren't of the, they weren't God's people. And Rachel took images from her father. She took some of those things, my friend, that her father had used in idolatrous worship. It may be that her father had taken some of the riches that he had gained. In this life, uh, that he had made idols out of them. Uh, It may be that that's how he stored up his money. That was his bank account. Uh, It may be simply that those images were just uh, their religious, amen, items uh, that they worshiped and they they bowed down to. Uh, But Rachel took some of them things and she hid them. Uh, It caused Jacob a lot of trouble, the fact uh, that she had taken these things uh, and she hid them. Uh, The father in law was upset over these images being gone Uh, and he accused Jacob of stealing them. Uh, And Jacob said, I'll kill whoever. Uh, has taken them. And he went through and he sought through all the tents and he did not find. Rachel had them hid. Oh my soul, can I say this morning that when you've got something hid in your life, oh my soul, it's going to be costly. It's not going to just be here tomorrow and do it done away with the next day. Can I say it will affect you on down the road in days to come in years to come and it will affect everyone around you. I know you don't like that kind of preaching. I know we don't like hearing those sayings. Oh, but it is a truth. How uh, we find the next little bit that we see Jacob? Uh, he's he's following God. Uh, he's been obedient to the Lord. How uh, we find him in Genesis thirty-two? How uh, we find Amen that Esau his brother, uh, the one whom he undermined, uh, the one whom he took his birthright uh, out from under. We find that Esau uh, in Jacob's mind is after him. Uh, notice I said in Jacob's mind uh, there was bad blood between those brothers uh, because of what had taken place. Uh, and we find in Genesis thirty-two uh, that Jacob. Jacob comes to a low place in his life he comes to a place when he don't know where to go or what to do and we find amen that God sends angels into his presence and we find amen that Jacob he wrestles amen with one of those angels my friend believed to be literally the Lord himself and Jacob wrestled with him and he said in verse number 26 let me go for the day I breaketh and he said I will not let thee go except thou bless me I say this morning I will to God that some of us get a hold of the Lord and say Lord we're not going to let go I sing about them old timers they used to call it getting a hold of the horns of the altar and they wasn't going to let go until God answered their prayers they get a hold of the horns of the altar and to God save their youngins and to God sent revival we're living in a time when we pray for revival a time or two a week or two and God don't send it we give up must not be the will of God then oh we pray and ask God to save our children ask God to save folks in our church and we pray a week or two and God don't do it and we give up and throw up our hands must not be the will of God then we pray for unity among our brethren and it doesn't come immediately and we throw up our hands must not be the will of God then can I say this morning may we grab a hold and say I'm not going to let go God I know it's your will that none should perish but that all come to repentance God I know you'd have us to live in Psalms 85 and 6 I live in revival daily God, we know it's your will that your presence be manifested in our lives. Lord, we're going to grab a hold of the horns of the altar and we're not going to let go until you bless us. And we find that Jacob, my friend, he has a change right here in this scripture. In Genesis 32, it's a mountaintop experience for Jacob. Not only does he have a familiar place, but he has a place right here. My friend, the Bible says in verse number 28, that thy name shall be no more Jacob but Israel. This experience changed Jacob so much uh, that his name was even changed. Uh, the name that meant an underminer, a supplanter. Uh, is changed to Israel, uh, meaning the prince of God. Uh, his name is changed. Uh, it done something in his life uh, that he would never take back, uh, that would never be regretted of, uh, that would follow him and uh, that would shape his future uh, and shape, my friend, how uh, uh, many that were to come and to follow after him. Uh, can I say uh, that the mountaintop experiences that you have, uh, those times when we get a hold of God, God, and we hold on the horns of the altar, and we say Lord I'm not letting go until you grant what we're asking Lord I'm not letting go do you bless us can I say not only will it change you but it will shape the future maybe even of a nation Jacob because he held on to God and God changed his very name God made a difference in his life right then and right there it shaped the very nation that was to come God birthed out of him my friend the nation of Israel oh my soul this morning may we get a burden to get a hold of the horns of the altar to get a hold of God may we get a burden this morning that my friend we'd get to a place where we'd have a life changing experience not just for the day not just for the moment but for the future to come we find, amen, that this changed Jacob in such a mighty way, amen, he wrestled with that angel, amen, and we find amen, the sinew of his leg, amen, it was dried up, amen, it changed him, not only did his, amen, did it change his name, amen, but even, how my friend, the very walk that he walked was changed, can I say that when you have this type of experience with God, that it will change you in such a way that you'll never be able to walk the same again, oh, my soul, I'm glad there's been some times, there's been some days in my life, oh, that God God. my friend has been real and my friend has changed the very direction of my past. It's changed the way I walk, the way I talk, the way I think and my friend God has changed who we are. He's changed everything about us. I'm glad this morning for those experiences in our lives and we find that though Jacob had this mountaintop this high experience with the Lord this great and lofty spiritual time we find in Genesis 33 that Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked and he beheld Esau came and with him 400 men. In chapter number 33 verse number 1. Oh, we find that Jacob is on the highest of highs with his Lord. But in the very next verse that we read we find that Jacob looks and he sees the enemy. He sees him coming with 400 men. He sees no hope. He sees no ray of escape. Oh my soul he goes from being up here to being in the lowest of the lowest valley. Can I say this morning? Don't that sound like a lot of our lives. That we we go from being up here with the Lord one day to being in the lowest valley the next. Can I remind you that many people in the Bible, they had that same experience. I look at Elijah. He went from the top of Mount Carmel seeing God bring great victory. My friend threw a consuming convincing convicting fire and then he goes from being on top of Mount Carmel to being under a juniper tree worried about Jezebel. He's just seen God come through with all the prophets of Baal and he's worried about one little woman under a under a juniper tree. My soul, this morning, I look in the Bible. Simon Peter, his life is full of those high mountaintop experiences. And then down in the valley, even look at our Lord Jesus Christ. He went from the Mount of Transfiguration, my friend, down into to the cross of Calvary, to the Garden of Gethsemane, from the high mountaintops, under the lowest of the lowest valleys. Can I say this morning that the valleys mold us, and they make us, and God uses them in our lives and Jacob no doubt became very discouraged I hear in Genesis 33 but he found that all that was in his mind wasn't all that was fixing to transpire can I say the devil is a master this morning had taken things and magnified them in your side that they are not what they what they are that what they seem to be is not what they are the devil will take something somebody said my friend and he'll magnify that in your mind and he'll begin to work in that and twist in that and what they said ain't what you heard. Amen. There's times, amen, that somebody said something and you took it all in the wrong way. Amen this morning. And the devil will magnify that and run with that. That he might get enemy against you and your brother. There are times my friend that we look at other people my friend and we look at what they're doing and we begin to shape our lives by what they are and who they are. Can I remind you this morning as we preach time and time again that God is not determined by our circumstance. God is not not determined by what's going on around us, he is still God. His power is still prevalent. He is my friend, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he does not change, though our outskirts and our surroundings may change. The God of heaven does not change. So we find in Genesis thirty-three that Esau comes and accepts his brother with open arms. My friend, and we find that from that time, Jacob, Amen. I ain't seen wiping the sweat off his forehead. I can hear him saying now. And Jacob, amen, he goes on through life. My friend, and we find that in verse number 18, of chapter number 33, how the Bible says that he came to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, and when he came to Panoram and pitched his tent before the city. Now, what does that sound like to you? Does that sound like when Lot pitched his tent toward the plains of Sodom? Amen. Jacob came through Shechem. And can I say, this morning, those places in your life that you're going to have to pass through. Uh, amen. Ungodly places, places that you don't need to be, uh, that you are required, you're going to have to pass through. Uh, uh, my friend, it's determined for you. There's no way around it. Uh, there's no way out of it. Uh, that you're going to have to pass through those places, uh, but you don't have to dwell there. The Bible says, and he, brought, he bought a parcel of a field. Now, notice that. I'm going to slow down this minute so you can get this. The scripture in the New Testament says where your treasure is, what? There will your heart be also. So Jacob took of his hard-earned money and he purchased a parcel of ground right in Shechem. A place that he had to pass through, but he it was not intended for him to dwell there. He was on his way to Bethel. Amen. That's where God wanted him to be. Now Shechem. Shechem wasn't too far from Bethel. I, I, can, I, mean, I can I I can can just imagine in Jacob's mind uh, that he would look down toward Bethel and he'd say, well, it ain't that far. I can go there in a day's journey. It's just a day's journey up the road. Surely Shechem will be close enough. Can I say this morning, if you're not where God wants you to be, you're not close enough. Can I say if you're just dwelling on the outskirts of the will of God, that's not close enough. And it's going to cause heartache and trouble in your life. And trouble trouble in your family. Jacob bought that parcel of ground. He tied himself to that place. Listen to me. He tied himself to a place that he did not need to be. We find here, amen, the Bible says, look what Jacob done. Verse number 20, if you've got your Bible still open, verse number, chapter number 33, verse number 20, and he erected an altar and called it El Elohi Israel. El Elohi Israel. Now that name right there means the mighty God, that first word El, the mighty God. The same God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's what it's talking about, the mighty God, the powerful God the God, the mighty God is the God of Israel. Speaking of himself, he was pointing at himself. Speaking of Jacob, his name has been changed to Israel. He's saying the mighty God, the true God, the one God, the powerful God is my God. That's what he was saying. So notice that he went to Shechem. He stopped a day's journey short of where God wanted him to be. He pitched his tent. He bought a parcel of ground. He set up there. He invested his treasure in this place at Shechem. Uh, My friend, and then he begins to set up church. Amen. He's going to try to worship God. But notice that God does not speak. Notice there's this is a one-way communication. This is a one-way thing. This is a one-way worship. Amen. You with me? He sets up in a place he don't need to be. He makes a stand and he says the mighty God is the God of Israel. He's he's saying that this is my God. My friend, and then he goes right on. Amen. Right after he has dwelt, right after he has done exactly what he's preaching against. Amen. Instead of being obedient to God, going on down into Bethel, amen, he could have set up in Bethel. Amen, he could have preached that message, said, amen, the mighty God is the God of Israel. Huh? And he had power on it because he's where God wanted him to be. Huh? But instead, he's preaching the message and stopping short on God. Right. Amen. amen. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. Can I say this more? We've got to live what we're talking about. Okay. Amen. We've got to live what we're preaching, live what we're teaching. we got to live what we know. Amen. amen. Or we'll be standing, amen, on the outskirts of Shechem, amen, looking into Bethel, amen, amen, trying to worship God, trying to get God's power, high, trying to get God's presence. High. And all the while, it'll be a one way communication, a one way conversation that's all the time we have for today thank you for listening and if you would like to hear this message in its entirety or join us in one of our services find us on facebook or visit us at our website at oldsavannah.org. and we would like to give you a personal invitation to come and be in one of our services on sunday morning at 10 and 11 a.m 6 p.m on sunday evening and 7 p.m on wednesday night as we travel verse by verse through the book of john we're located at 138 sutton branch road in silva north carolina